Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and wedding bells are ringing on The Good Vanilla this week because Ina is throwing a rehearsal dinner. Can't wait to talk about that in a moment. Uh, but first, how is everyone? Happy Friday. Uh, apologies for the delay with this. I'm recording Friday morning. I was going to record yesterday, but oh my goodness. I, I woke up and I immediately started sneezing. And I have I have allergies and, you know, every once in a while I'll get like a sinus infection or whatever. But the day before that, my, my best friend Jamie, I was over her house and uh, we were just like hanging out. And then the next day she tested positive for COVID. So I was like, hmm. Uh, so it was just a coincidence that, you know, the next day I started waking up and having like sort of symptoms and sort of not. I took a test. It came back negative. It's fine. But I was just feeling really run down. And then I threw my back out, which was even better because if anyone, if anyone out there has lower back pain, number one, you know, it's, it's brutal. It sucks. It sucks so bad. And I have a herniated disc. Um, I know this. And, you know, I don't need surgery yet, but uh, who knows? Everyone in my family has had back surgery. It's, uh, you know, it's a thing. But uh, this is all to say that it was quite the day. And I was going to say, anytime you sneeze, you use so much of your back muscles. So I was like, I basically was holding in sneezes for like seven hours yesterday. And it, it sucked. I went to bed. Finally, I just like OD'd on melatonin and just like went to bed at like 930 which was, I mean, honestly, it was great. I loved it. I woke up at like 6.30 this morning and was kind of ready for the day, but then I just rolled back to bed until 8 o'clock, and uh, here we are. So I am a little bit congested. I apologize for that. Uh, there's nothing worse than listening to a podcast when someone is just, like, sick and they should have, like, taken the week off. But I feel good. I feel my voice might crack a couple times. <laughs> so, you know, I've uh, I've done worse But uh, enough about my ailments. I want to give, oh my goodness, a warm welcome to all of you Watch for Crap and listeners that jumped on the Good Vanilla train after hearing Ben Mandelker's, uh, basically the Good Vanilla episode, but I think obviously the reason why you are here is because he mentioned it on his podcast uh, with Ronnie, and of course that is Watch for Crappens. If you are a Bravo fan... Oh my god, good lord, get over there to watch what crappens because those boys are doing the lord's work. Their their impressions are top-notch. They do everything. They do the housewives, they do below deck, they do southern charm. Anything that you can really imagine that's on Bravo, they cover it and they do it so well. So I it's been such a lovely week. I've received some DMs, some lovely five-star reviews for the Good Vanilla. So I am so glad that you all are here with us at the Good Vanilla. Welcome Welcome, and thank you for listening. All right, I think it's time that we get into this episode. This is a good one. I actually thought when I clicked on this that it was a different episode. I thought, I think there's another rehearsal dinner episode, maybe it's a wedding shower, where they have that, like, um, it's like that meringue thing in, in like, a, like a creme anglaise. It's called, like, a, a flow. Oh, my gosh. If you know it, you probably are screaming at your phones right now. I should probably look it up. But I just don't have the energy. So we all know what that episode is. As the kids say, if you know, you know. Um, But this is season six, episode four, rehearsal dinner. Um, 
and it's Barbara's son who's getting married. So Ina begins. I'm the Barefoot Contessa, and wedding bells are ringing at my barn. I'm helping my friend Barbara Liebeth throw a rehearsal dinner for her son, Jason. We're keeping it easy and elegant, with a mixture of store-bought and homemade dishes. For appetizers, chunky blue cheese and yogurt dip. Blech. Roasted shrimp with cocktail sauce and my delicious guacamole to serve with drinks. Then, New England clam chowder. For the main course, a buffet of lobster rolls, barbecued brisket, and pickles and barbecue sauce and old-fashioned baked beans. Barbara and I are going to make two salads. Tarragon potato salad and my classic vegetable coleslaw. Now this is going to be a fabulous party. <laughs> I had to say ooh to that chunky... Why would you ever describe a recipe as chunky blue cheese? Buh. New listeners, I don't love blue cheese. Um, but I will try it. I think um, my, my partner, his, his mom, when... He's Lebanese, so whenever... Um, she makes a dish or something that I have never tried. I'm I'm not picky with food, actually. I will try almost anything these days. I used to be picky, like, in my teens. But now I'll try everything. But um, she has a rule, like, you don't... Wait, what, what is the rule? You don't have to like it, but you do have to try it. Which I, I think is a good MO for food. Because, what is it, your taste buds change, like, every seven years or something? I might have made it that up. But I, I feel like I've heard that before, so you never know. And I'm waiting for my taste buds to change and come around on blue cheese, but um, I just never got there. Uh, when I was, was when I was taking notes for this episode and writing down that intro, I was like, holy shit, is she making all of this in one episode? It reminds me of like the early episodes where she would just like, like season one of Barefoot Contessa where she would make like 16 things and like run around East Hampton and her entire backyard and it was like unhinged but a lot of this is store-bought which I think is smart too so let's get into this uh she starts out with a tarragon potato salad but first she tells us that Barbara was planning the rehearsal dinner and she was having a complete meltdown so I said okay deep breath we're gonna do this together you're going to go out and buy some really wonderful things in town that we can serve as a buffet, and you and I are going to make some delicious things to go with it, which is nice. I mean, we all need a friend like that because I will say um, we're we're in the process, and I think we have it figured out now. My, my parents are celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary this year, so we want to do something special, obviously. And planning a party, I got to tell you, like, it's hard, man, I, especially like I think... It's like you think of things and then like more things pop up. And I feel that, um, you know, mostly women are the ones who plan parties. So it's like I even though like as a gay man, like I think I have a little bit of a flair for throwing a party. I love a theme. Um, and Ke- I think Keon's better at it than I am because a lot of like planning a party is like making calls. <laughs> and I'm like my social anxiety just takes over and I'm like, I can't call the caterer. I just can't. Um but, you know, I'm getting better with time, okay? Uh, so I I love that, you know, Ina is swooping in here to help Barbara out. So back to the potato salad. She has two pounds of Yukon gold potatoes that she drains in the sink. Uh, she puts, there's no, like, you know, sometimes when Ina drains stuff, we were, last week Ben and I were talking about it, that, you know, she says, ooh, and also, you know, like, getting a facial or like, whoa. But there was no no steam banter this week. So she uh, tells us that she puts a towel on top of them to finish the cooking or or steaming, I guess, just to kind of, you know, those last couple minutes. So while the potatoes are steaming, she starts the dressing. 
Uh, she says, most potato salads are really boring. They're like potatoes and mayonnaise, and if you're lucky, a little salt. Hmm. And I agree. I think I've talked about potato salad on the podcast before. Um, although Pittsburgh is like, it's not the Midwest. It has like Midwest qualities. You know what I mean? Like we make casseroles and stuff like that. But, um, oh gosh, I think for the for most of my like younger life, and th- this is fine. Like this is where I'm going in is, um, you know, the the age old battle of do you use Miracle Whip or do you use mayo? And I don't even I don't think I even tasted mayo until high school because um, we were a Miracle Whip family. So that that still goes in all the potato salads, especially if my grandma's making it. My parents have come around to mayo. I would definitely use mayo. I'm I am team mayo for this. So uh, I totally lost my place on my notes here. Uh, okay, so speaking of mayo, the, the dressing starts with a cup of it, and she puts some lemon juice in, some tarragon vinegar, which I didn't even know was a thing. She says, if you don't have tarragon vinegar, any good white wine vinegar is fine. She's like, don't go out and buy a whole bottle of tarragon vinegar for two tablespoons, which is true. I like that she gave us a little bit of uh, like a pivot there, because I've made Ina recipes where I've bought some ridiculously expensive bottle of something, and you know... When am I ever going to use tarragon vinegar again? Not that I bought that, but um, I'm glad she gave us an alternative. So she adds some salt and pepper and then whisks that all to combine it. And uh, while she's doing that, Ina tells us that Barbara is out on the town doing some shopping. But they're going to have a taste test to make sure everything's really fabulous. And I'm confused about this whole taste test thing because the amount of food that Barbara gets, I feel like she's taste testing, but also ordering for the party, but we'll get to, well, no, we'll get to it now because that's where we are. Uh, We see Barbara at the seafood shop and she walks in and she says hi to Colin, who is behind the counter. And she orders three pounds of cooked shrimp with some cocktail sauce. So I will say right off the bat, that's not for a taste. No one needs three pounds of cooked shrimp for a taste test. You know what I mean? I feel like she's ordering it all I don't know why I'm thinking about this so much. (laughs) I'm just going to keep going. And then in addition to that, she orders a dozen tuna skewers with wasabi sauce, like on the side, two quarts of New New England clam chowder, two pounds of lobster salad. Ugh, that sounds so good. And then Colin, ugh, he's just like such a charmer. He says, so Barbara, what's this all for? And Barbara says, it's a taste test for my son's rehearsal dinner. And uh, I think Colin said like one more thing. He's like, oh, that sounds... Oh, he asks... How many people are they are they expecting? And she says 70, which is a lot of people. That's a big wedding, but they're all rich. So, you know, Um, and I have in my notes, is this a taste test? Because he's packing all the lobster salad in here. I I don't know. And Barbara pulls the old. um, Can you put that on my tab or my account? I think she says, I wish I had like a seafood shop. I could just like waltz in there and get everything I need. And just I just want to say, like, put it on my tab, Colin, at one point in my life. You know, it just feels uh it feels bougie. I like it. So we are back at Ina's for part two of the potato salad. She peels the potatoes while they're still warm so the dressing can absorb the dressing, which the dressing can absorb. The, the potatoes can absorb the dressing. And I like that. I feel that there's something to that. I I just feel like it's like when you come out of the shower and your pores are all open and then you can put on like lotion or whatever. I don't know why I went there, but that's where my brain is today. Uh, so Ina tells us how she loves a buffet party. Everything's room temp, minus a big pot of soup, which I agree to. Like I, the less fuss, uh, you know, I'd rather, I mean, I think we all know by now that Ina doesn't, 
she doesn't want to wait on people hand and foot too, which I agree. Like she's, she's entertained for so long too. And I do subscribe to that idea of like, just set everything out and have people, you know, family styles, kind of Ina's MO. So she slices up the potatoes into like, like coin slices, if that makes sense, instead of chunks, you know, like every time, or at least like all the potato salads that I've eaten slash made have been in like cubes, but I kind of like this approach. Um, So she adds, she puts those in a bowl and then she adds some of the dressing and then she adds scallions, minced red onion and dill and tarragon. And she says it gives it real depth of flavor, which I I don't uh, disagree. I, I feel like I've had tarragon at some point. She says it has like an anise flavor, which isn't, you know, I'm not really running towards anise in any capacity, but it's fine. I would, I would eat it. And she gives it a, um, she gives it a stir and she says it does break up a little bit, so don't worry about it. And then she adds the remainder of the dressing. She says, you never know how much of it's going to be absorbed. Um, and she's, she said something like, I don't like it when there's too much, which I agree. Like, I think there's a perfect balance of potato salad dressing to put on. Same with, like, pasta. I Keon is, he loves sauce. Like, the more sauce, the better. That's how my grandfather was, too. Like, he would just, like, drench his pasta in sauce, which I like sauce, but I tend to be on the lighter side of it. Like, I, I want enough to coat the noodles and have a little bit of sauce still in the bowl or on the plate to like, you know, kind of get a piece of bread and like scoop it out at the end. But I don't need to be drowning in sauce. What, what does everyone else feel? Are you team a lot of sauce or team just enough sauce? Let me know. Um, so after the commercial break, Ina is dicing a shallot for the blue cheese dip. Ugh, God. She minces up one clove of garlic, which she throws into the food processor, and then she squeezes some lemon juice into that. And it's time for Greek yogurt. Just a seven ounce little like cup, which I liked. Um, And then she eyeballs like half a cup of mayo. And then it's time for the gorgonzola. It does. I mean, it does look good. I just like hate the green stuff. (laughs) Like, what is that? Is it fungus? Like, is it? I mean, obviously it's good enough to eat. I need to do some research. Anyway, it's Italian gorgonzola. Did I say that already? I don't know. Uh, she finishes it off with some, <laughs> my notes uh, corrected, autocorrected it to tobacco, um, but I'm assuming that meant to say Tabasco, uh, some salt and pepper, and then she blitzes that up till it's good and chunky. And after that, she chops up some fresh chives and gives it a few more pulses, and she takes a bite of it. I would try it. Again, I would try it. So next, Ina tells us that Barbara is picking up some barbecue, and we get some footage of her out on the town still. Uh, she is at Townline Barbecue talking to Joe, who we've seen on a guest. We've seen on a guest. We've seen as a guest on a past episode. I I feel like I covered it, right? Joe, his last name is like Real Muto. It's like R-E-A-L-M-U-T-O. How do you say that? Real Muto. Real Muto. Anyway, he's great. He's like a Brad Garrett type who is like the older brother in uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He's like, Raymond. Um, But he, instead of, he doesn't have that, like, Brad Garrett voice. He has, like, a higher-pitched, like, New England accent voice, which is great. Because he's he's very handsome, I think. Um, But every time I look at him, I just think he's Brad Garrett. He's going to be like, Raymond. Uh, But he's not. So Barbara orders brisket. It's it's so good. I would love to eat here. Um, Some briskets, some barbecue baked beans, pickles, and barbecue sauce. And Joe packs everything up. It looks so good. 
specifically the pickles. I am a sucker for a homemade pickle. Dill pickle, though, not sweets. No, thank you. I will eat a sweet pickle. Again, it doesn't repulse me, but I just, I, dill is the superior pickle. Um, the baked beans looked great. I, I didn't like um, baked beans when I was younger. I always would pass them up at a barbecue because my, you know, it would be typically like out of a can, like my, my grandma and my mom or my dad for that matter. We never really made homemade baked beans. It would always just be out of the can. But I mean, I love baked beans out of a can too. They're so good. Um, and brisket's always going to be a win for me. It's delish. So we are back at Ina's. She's in the pantry grabbing this huge bag of chips. The, like, the bag of tortilla chips is like bigger than Ina. Um, and she tells us that her and Jeffrey are going to be out of town for the rehearsal dinner. So Barbara is going to be on her own. And she pours the bag of chips into, this is like not exciting. She's pouring chips into a basket with like a very beautiful like tea towel. And um, there's, oh yeah. Oh, and then Barbara comes in. Enter Barbara with all of her delicious treats. And Ina says, Barbara's back. And I don't know why it made me laugh so hard the way she said. She's like, Barbara's back. Uh, <laughs> so they banter a little bit. And Ina's like, I think we need a tasting. And Ina says that as she like rubs her hands together, like, you know, as we all know she does. So it is time for the taste test. They have so much food. Again, if you needed a taste test for like shrimp, you only need... Everyone knows what shrimp tastes like, which I think that's the first thing they eat. They take a, <laughs> they take a bite of the shrimp with a cocktail sauce. Like, mm, that's really good. Yeah, it's, it's shrimp cocktail. It's always going to be good. And next up is the blue cheese and yogurt dip. Um, I would have loved if Barb was like, ugh, I hate this. Um, it would have made me laugh, but of course she did not. And Ina decides to throw in guacamole into the equation. She's. It's kind of like that. We all knew this was coming, but they have to like script it to make it seem like. Uh, I don't know, impulse sort of thoughts here. So she's like, you know what? I think we need one more appetizer. How about guacamole? And Barbara's like, yeah. And then they taste the New England clam chowder and it's, you know, it's delicious. I don't really know. I feel like I've had bites of New England clam chowder. I don't know if I... I just never really... I haven't eaten it enough, but I, I would eat it if someone put it in front of me, I think. Like a cup, not a bowl. Um... Next, they try the brisket, which is, you know, it's perfect. They try the beans, and Ina suggests that they keep a basket of rolls alongside the brisket in case anyone wants to make a sandwich. And to that, I say, yes, please. Uh, and Barbara also agrees. And now it's the tuna skewers with wasabi sauce. I will say, I, the sauce looks so beautiful. I love the color of wasabi. I don't really love it. Like, when I order sushi... Kian's into it, but it's just, it's just too much. It's like that horseradish, even though I know it's not horseradish, wasabi's like a totally different, like separate entity than that. But I have a feeling that Barbara wasn't a fan of this option because she said, like, before they take a bite, you don't see her say this, but she, she says, okay, here we go, in a tone of voice that, like, suggests she's about to eat, like, an insect or something. <laughs> she wasn't, and then they don't, they don't film their reaction. She doesn't say, like, I just feel like it didn't, it wasn't like a, or maybe Ina didn't like it, who knows, um, because they cut immediately um, to the lobster rolls. And Ina just says, and who doesn't love lobster rolls? And they take a bite of the lobster roll and Ina says, now see, that's, that's earthy and elegant right there. And that made me laugh so hard. I, again, it's like the inflection of how she says things, because it, it, it was so um, sincere. She, now see, that's, 
that's earthy and elegant right there. And Barbara, of course, agrees. And they take a bite of the potato salad, which is a hit. And then uh, Ina has another suggestion here. She's like, I think we need one more dish, one more salad. What about vegetable coleslaw? But she does think about it. She's like, one more salad, then pause. Ooh, what about vegetable coleslaw? And And Barbara says, that's a great idea. So we get some footage of Ina shredding the vegetables in the food processor for the vegetable salad. But the key is to shred it long ways so that you get long shreds, which is cool. Nice little tip there. Uh, She does white cabbage, red cabbage, and carrots. Uh, And the dressing is mayo, Dijon mustard, sugar, apple cider vinegar, celery seed, celery salt, and some salt and pepper. I'd be into this. I mean, I love coleslaw. I love cabbage ugh, in any capacity, really. So it looks good. So now we're back in real time with Barbara and Ina. And she asks Barb if uh, they would work on the if they want to work on the table settings. And then there's this cut to the dining room. And it's like Ina is starting out like it's a new take. And Ina is starting out the segment. It's like she almost forgets what she's doing or ha- like has nothing to say it was just like really funny. So she's like, she just starts out by saying table settings and then she laughs. <laughs> I, again, it's like if you watch this episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was like the, the the perfect encapsulation of like that, that awkward Ina line that we love. So Ina tells Barbara that her philosophy for tables is less is more. And of course, Barbara dutifully agrees, which I agree to. I don't think you need anything crazy. Last Last week when Ben and I were talking about tablescapes make me crazy I think Ina said dissing everyone who's ever made a tablescape but like we said last week Ina has made some pretty extravagant tables like that Halloween table where she disappears at the end she's like what did she say so now you've had your treat wait so you've had your treat now it's time for a trick and then she snaps her fingers and then disappears and it's it's great um so they have a long wheat colored cloth and they're going to do a long row of green hydrangeas down the middle of the table, which I love. This is like uh, New England coastal grandmother realness. I just like love everything that's happening here. So she shows Barbara how to snip the stem on an angle of the hydrangeas. And then she snips the stem in half from the bottom, probably like, I don't know, quarter inch, half an inch up so they can drink up more water, which I think is actually a really good tip. I, w- I did not know that. So... But I don't know a lot about plants or flowers. But I do like succulents. I have a little succulent farm on my uh, my windowsill. Just so everyone knows. Um, but the, the flowers look fabulous. They really do look great. And it's simple and it's elegant. They also take uh, like two candles. They put them in like the empty space between the hydrangeas on the table. It looks great. Um, so then Ina brings up the outside tables, and Ina said she's thinking, I'm thinking blue and white, maybe blue hydrangeas down the middle, which I love too. I love blue and white together. Um, I think it's very like East Hampton too, you know what I mean? Uh, and then she says, I can't believe I'm going to miss your party. And then she hugs Barbara, and it's really sweet. And when they break the hug, Ina kind of holds Barbara like by the back of the neck, and she's like, and you're going to send me a DVD, right? Uh, which I... I mean, I guess this can still happen, obviously, but it just like the the sentence you're going to send me a DVD just seems like dated at this point. But um, we find out after the break, Ina's in, Ina's like perched in her like ask Ina spot at the end of the counter there, and she tells us that the rehearsal dinner was a major success, and the couple is now on their honeymoon, and. 
this is what I love. Basically, Ina, I don't want to say forced Barbara, but she asked Barbara if she could have someone make a video of the rehearsal dinner. And I don't know if that was just like, you know, one unlucky grandson just like walking around with a camera or like maybe Barbara paid for someone to have it be filmed. I don't know. It just seemed funny because like in a way, I feel that... um <laughs> this is just my like stupid theory. I feel like Ina just was curious about the party, but she also wanted to see like what was going on at her house because I'd want to see what was going on at my house too. It just felt like she was being like a little protective, but I think mainly it's obviously because she wanted to be there too, but there's a comment she makes later that kind of supports my theory. Um, also, while Ina is saying all this about like, uh, you know, the couples on their honeymoon, blah, 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 it was, it was a success. She's like, she's standing at the counter with a glass of wine and she has like her, her like elbow on the table and it's like she wants to like rest her elbow so she could put her like chin on her like wrist there on her hand and she, but she like ne- her her neck her chin never touches her hand so it just looks like she's standing there with her fist <laughs> straight up it's very subtle it looks like her head like her chin's on her hand but it's not and i don't know why it didn't bother me it just made me like laugh um so Ina clicks play on this video on her Mac and uh, she just kind of like, her comments are so funny. She's like, oh, look, there's Barbara getting the tables done. The blue hydrangeas look great with the blue tablecloth. It's very like, it just felt like this is a voiceover sort of thing like that they added later. And it's like when you're not like looking and reacting at the same time, I just feel like you lose some of that, I don't know, that real sort of genuine reaction or maybe she was watching it and she chose to say it this way who knows um she says "Ooh, look at that shrimp mm, i could go for one right now and she's like "Ooh, everyone's arriving and then she's like i love that barbara did it family style as if like she had a choice <laughs> i feel like ina's like if you don't do it family style you can't host it at my house but it it, it works i mean ina has the space for it it's so beautiful um and then ina says did you see the guacamole Remember, we needed one more dish to kind of pull it together. And uh, so then so then the last it's kind of weird. It's like I thought this would have been the end of the episode. But we have one more recipe, which is the the guac, which is, of course, avocados, some lemon juice, eight dashes of tobacco, no more, no less, uh, red onions, garlic, salt and pepper and a small diced tomato. So. Ina finishes up the video. She's, you know, there there are a lot of kids running around. Ina pretends that she likes them. And uh, then they have, like, close-ups on the potato salad, the coleslaw, and the lobster rolls, which look great. And uh, then there's, at the very end, they surprise the couple with a cake shaped as a giant surfboard. And I think, I can't remember who made the cake, but whoever made the cake are surfers. And I, or maybe the couple is surfers. That makes more sense. Um... Either way, someone is surfing. And Ina says, well, I'd say it was a great party. And then they cut to like later on in the video and it's it's dark outside. And she's like, it's dark out and nobody's going anywhere. It was almost as it's, it's like it's then she says and then they have uh, and they have a wedding in the morning. I feel like she's like nervous. She's but also she's wanting people to get the hell out of her house. Like she's like, oh, it's dark and people are still there. That's not what we agreed to, Barbara. <laughs> I just feel like there was something in the way that she said that. Again, this is all alleged sort of my educated guess, but also Barbara and her best friends. I'm sure she could have like stayed the whole weekend if she wanted to. Um, but it's true. They do have a wedding in the morning. So uh, 
and get out. Uh, at the end of the video, we have Barbara and Barbara's son, Jason. Um, I don't know where the bride was, the bride-to-be. Her name is Ashley. It was just Barbara and Jason, and they thank Ina and in the video. And Ina says, it was an absolute pleasure. I love them all so much. And Barbara also included some wedding pictures. It looks beautiful. It, you know, the wedding, you know, a coastal wedding. It just, uh, it was pitch perfect. And Barbara looks great in her mother of the bride garb. Um, and then Ina, she she lifts her glass of wine and she says, congratulations, Jason. <laughs> congratulations, Jason and Ashley. I wish you such a happy life together. And then she raises her glass. And that's the end of the episode. A good one. I, I, I thought it was going to be that other one. I still can't remember the name of that dessert. It's like something about an island. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll find it out for next week. But until then, that's, uh, I think that's all I have for y'all. So thank you everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod and Twitter at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. I love reading the reviews. I know you all are out there. I can see the numbers. Um, anything you could do. If you can leave a, a review, that's that's lovely. You, you can even just do, like, click those five stars on the Apple Podcasts. It helps me out. It helps other people uh, discover The Good Vanilla. Uh, so give it a click. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other two podcasts these days, uh, The Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour, where I am covering the current All-Star season, All-Star 7 season of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is an all-winner season, with my good pal Amanda Kaczynski. And of course, my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.